Podcast number 10. I'm Courtney Weiss. I'm Shane Blankenship. Yay. Friends, I cannot let go of this Mary and Martha situation. And it's not that I haven't heard this story 7,000 times. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I have. I've heard it from every church that I've ever been a part of. But I don't know if I'm just feeling like a special kinship with Martha or I just can't let go of some things. Okay. But just go with me. Okay. I'm like, isn't that just what we always do is we look at like someone's highlight reel or someone like Michael Jordan and we say, I don't really want to be like that. Yeah. You know, and we kind of neglect that like we ourselves have grown and we are exactly where God planted us. And so I was reading the scripture and I was reading this book, Women of Easter book, just trying to get like a better understanding of the story. Yeah. And I'm like, Martha grew, you know, so here she was kind of grumbling around the house, like, Jesus, tell my sister to help me, you know, kind of serving from like a bad place in her heart, which haven't we all been there? And then the next scripture that I hear, she's, you know, she's serving again. And it never said that she was serving from a bad place. And I'm like, well, good for you, Martha. (laughs) You've learned, (laughs) you know? And so I'm like, let's, let's think about that. Let's think about like, on our path, on our spiritual walk, like let's focus on the maturity of ourselves and not being so much like this superstar mm-hmm. that maybe we weren't called to be. Yeah. Is that a terrible way to look at it? I don't think it's a terrible way to look at it, but um, I'm going to put you on the spot now. I know. So why can't you let this go? I guess um, because I I love personal growth. Okay. And maybe I just see myself in Martha. I mean, I'm like, what? What's wrong with Martha? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I just when people can't let go of something, or, or when you know when something gets stuck in our head, yeah, and we and and we for whatever reason we can't move past it. God's usually teaching us something. Right. You know, God's doing something with this. Well, what do so you I, think He's teaching me? I don't know, but I think it's cool that you can't let it go. I can't let it go. Um, I think it's cool that you know this is the third podcast that we're talking essentially about the same people and the same story. Um, and you're kind of driving that because of the book that I'm reading kind of, yeah, yeah, obviously that's, that's contributing to it, but there's obviously some work that's going on in there and that God's doing something with that. So I just, I thought, well, I'm going to ask why, why can't you let this go? Why do we keep coming back to it? But I think it's a, I don't think it's a bad thing. And there's so much more that we can pull out of the story. There's so much more to, to learn from, from, from the passage because Mark is not a villain and neither is Mary. And right. we can make either one of them into a villain if we really wanted to. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's human nature for us sometimes, I think, to, to get focused on certain aspects of people or, you know, certain, certain, certain things somewhat somebody said or something, something that somebody did. And we make that about who they are. And that's not who they are. That's just what they did. They're not, that's not who they are. That's what they said. Um, yeah, that may have something to do with who they are, but it's not, it doesn't all encompass them. And, you know, sometimes I think we can fixate on something. So there's, I'm saying all that to say there's so much more, I think, that we can dive into um, Martha and Mary and pull Lazarus into it even and, and other people from that story. And there's there's more to it than just what we've talked about. I just I guess I've just grown up, Shane, and you probably grew up similar where it's like, you know, the whole like being being Mary in a Martha world. And so in my mind, I'm like, you know, don't don't ever be like Martha. She's yeah. terrible. You know, and then I, I'm like really at 37 trying to 
um, uncovered this, the things that I'm, I'm reading and, and read it like I've read it for the first time, maybe. I don't really know. But I just have this, like, nagging suspicion that I'm not the only one out there that kind of feels like, um, well, what makes Martha so bad? You know, yeah. like, haven't we all served from the wrong spot? Haven't we all needed, like... Good job, Courtney. You know, good job, Shane. Like, haven't we all been there? And yes, like, we should get called out. We should, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like backtrack and be like, okay, I have to explore this. But like, isn't that what life is? It's just like the maturing, growing process. And if you don't stop for a second and look at where you've grown, like, you miss where, I mean, like, I wrote down that God is um, watering what he planted. Like, mm-hmm. you said it in the very beginning of the coronavirus. You're like, don't you think that this went through God's hands first? Like, don't you think that whole situation went through God's hands first Mm -hmm. and I just have to like applaud um Martha myself everybody that that's trying to focus on like the the spiritual growth because yeah we all want to be like Michael Jordan I mean Mary is the Michael Jordan of this (laughs) situation is she not I mean if you want to talk like secularly but I mean we all want to be like that yeah but it's difficult well, and we are who God has created us to be, and sometimes I, we can miss that. We're trying to be somebody else, right? We're trying to be like somebody else, um, it, you know. And that's probably a, another podcast in of itself because we don't know who we are, we don't know who God is, you know. Um, so we're just trying to try, trying to work through it and make it through it. One of the things that I think is powerful about this story um, that hopefully can relate to us because it is true is that Jesus still loves Martha. Jesus loves Martha, and Jesus loves Mary, and Jesus loves Martha in spite of Martha, and Jesus loves Shane in spite of Shane, and Jesus loves Courtney in spite of Courtney. Like, he loves us in spite of us. So I think that even in that text and that story, man, there's great mercy mm-hmm. that you can see, the, just, the, just the mercy and the grace and the love and the compassion and the kindness and the patience of the living God um, with her and with her life. That Yeah, in that moment, she's not bad because she's a worker. She's not bad because she serves. God's just calling out her heart in that moment. Her heart wasn't right. And I think, like, the acceptance, too, of, like, I accept Martha because she was really good at serving, clearly. Yeah. You know, that was kind of, like, her thing. So so Jesus is like, you know, there she is again. She needs a pat on the back. But, man, she sure really kills these roles that we made or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think he did a really good job of showing us what acceptance looks like. And acceptance can be difficult. I mean, it's like, it's like a pill to swallow. You're like, oh, my God, you know. <laughs> but, but I'm like, you know, I just want to be more accepting you know like that because so many people have been accepting of me and i'm sure you feel the same way so i think there was like a very like human side of jesus that showed up and i was like oh yeah like we should just accept you know where we are Mm -hmm. who we are who god has called us to be and then accept the quirky ways of others i just I, i think maybe that's that's what it is shane it's just like um pulling out the most human parts of this story and making it real for, mm-hmm. for at least me. And I know, I know I'm not the only one. Yeah, no, for, for sure. And being able to relate to that, that's what makes the scripture come to life. Um, and that's important because it's, it was written at a specific period of time. And what, I mean, we're looking at a text that's nearly 2000 years old. Yeah. Um, that is a living text. And that's even hard to, to wrap your mind around, um, that it's, that it's, alive and that it's living and that the word of God isn't just words written on, written on paper, but it is the person. It is who God is. It's the person of Jesus. So, um, so to find the relevance from 2000 years ago and today, you know, it's a gift. 
I mean, it's a gift when you do, when you can do that, you know, and I, I think you do a good job of taking scripture and always making sure that we can find something in it. But also, you know, I don't, I don't want to take anything away from Mary in this conversation. Sure. And you and I were talking earlier about like just how expensive the bottle of, was it oil or perfume? perfume. Um, bottle of perfume. Yeah. The, the nard, I think is how it's, okay. how it's worded in the text, but yeah, it's perfume. That word is. <laughs> um, but you know, it's very expensive. Like yeah. what put it to me in terms of like just how expensive this bottle of perfume was that she just dumps on Jesus' feet. A year's wages, that's what the text says. So it was worth, so, I mean, that's relative. Um, so whatever it is that you make in a year, if your salary is $30,000 or $17,000 or $200,000, whatever the salary is, it was a year's worth of wages. That's how much the jar of perfume was worth. And it struck me that um, Judas, like his his first um, thing that he said was like, why could she not sell that and give it to the poor? And the thing that I wrote down is he didn't want to give it to the poor. Right. And how many people do we have around us? Okay, this is uh-huh. really that are going to judge what we do, but it's because it's for their own benefit. Like they're not being like our spiritual, um, what you, like gurus. You know, yeah. they're not really trying to lead us towards a better path. I mean, they're Judas. They're like judging what we're doing first of all, but it's for their own benefit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they. Um, well, one, they're looking through their own lens. Right. Um, and two, like with Judas, they got a Judas has an ulterior motive. Had nothing to do with the poor again. Um, and I, I can't remember off the top of my head. But I'm pretty sure it's John that is the one who points it out that hey, he's a thief. You know, he was stealing. He was helping himself um, to the uh, to the to the treasury box or whatever. You know, the this box that was funding their ministry and made sure that they had food in their in their stomachs. He was helping himself to it and what he was doing with it and how he was using it. We have no idea, mm-hmm. but we know he was a thief. So, you know, his intent. What was coming out of his mouth was not what was going on inside of his heart. No, and, and I think we have to be careful Judas in our lives. And I know that we're not saying anything new there, but it did sort of, I'm like, okay, he's like trying to give them counsel. You know, why mm-hmm. Why didn't she just, you know, give it to the poor? But I mean, like, we all know he wasn't going to give it to the poor. But then it also made me think, like, let's not judge what people do do with their time, talent, and resources, like we've talked about yep. on this podcast, um, because it's what is in our heart. Yeah. That is really going to be judged by God, you know? For sure. Well, uh, people are more concerned. I I feel like, you know, maybe this is, maybe this is something I shouldn't say, but I, because, because I, I, yeah. (laughs) People are often more concerned with what somebody else is doing or what they're not doing than what they're called to do. So I'm going to speak specifically from a perspective of, of people who call themselves followers of Christ or who are followers of Christ. Man, if people would spend more time intentional and focused on the life that God has called them to, mm-hmm. um, exercising the resources that they have as God has called them to, spending that time with their Heavenly Father so that they know His voice, so that they can hear His voice, so that they can do something with what they've been called to do instead of worrying about what someone else is doing or what someone else is not doing or how someone else is using their resources, those kinds of things. The world would be a different place. The church would be a different church. It would look a lot more like the church that we're actually called and created to be and not the church that we've created for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's um, a testament to what we were just talking about with Mary and Martha. Like if you, um, I realize that we're always trying to get better, but if yeah. you weren't really called to be married, just be Martha and be okay with it, knowing that you have a journey ahead of you. Yep. Don't we all? We're all human. Absolutely. Well, Jesus is okay with Mary sitting at his feet. Mm-hmm. Martha's not. 
Martha's the one who wants yeah, Mary Jesus to help. Jesus never said, Martha, you shouldn't be doing that. Nope, nope. And he only addressed her heart. Mm-hmm. So, and, and he, he chose, and I mean, Jesus specifically said in that moment, she's chosen what's better. I'm not going to take it away from her. Um, again, he's, he's speaking to heart more than, than the actual physical activity of what, of what she was doing in that moment. But that's a great, that's a great picture for, for all of us, I think. Martha looking at Mary. Um, it's not that Jesus wants Mary to do what Martha's doing or vice versa. Martha, you ought to be sitting at my feet too. Yes. Cause you could, you could hear it that way or you could look at it that way or read it that way. And maybe that's not even necessarily the intent there. Um, cause I don't have to be sitting literally at his feet to be listening to what he's saying. Cause again, it's not about what she was doing. It's not that she was serving. These things had to be done. The text says that. What he's calling out in her is, is that she's worried and upset about many, many things. There's something going on inside of her that he is calling out of her. Um, you know, and, and the flip side, if I didn't already say it, uh, the flip side of that is that Jesus doesn't want Mary doing what Martha's doing. Right. Martha, you gotta be you, and Mary needs to be Mary, and, you know, Courtney's gotta be Courtney, and Shane's gotta be Shane, and, you know, whoever's, you gotta, you gotta be who you are. And I, we can fall into the trap sometimes of being, wanting to be somebody else or trying to be like somebody else. And I don't think that there that we can't learn. We can't be influenced by people. God designed us that way. We should be, learn from people. We should influence from people, uh, be influenced by people. And I think that there are things that I can look at in your life and go, man, I, I could, I could do better at that mm-hmm. or I could be more like that, but I'm not you and you're not me. Well, I think that's, I think it's healthy, but it can be a slippery slope, Shane. And especially as women is it's all of a sudden you're playing the, the um, like recording in your mind that like, well, I could never be like Mary. And then there's like guilt and shame and just frustration. And mm-hmm. then you slide backwards and you, because you're trying to be something that you're not. And so instead of just, you know, failing and being okay with it and knowing that once we fail, we always succeed. Once we fail, we always succeed. Just like Martha. I mean, she was like, okay, you're right, Jesus. I shouldn't have done that. And she goes on. Mm -hmm. And then scripture says she was, you know, serving from a better place later on. Like knowing that we too are are going to be exactly like that instead of always feeling like we have to, you know, fit into somebody else's shoes. That's not the way that God designed us. Mm -hmm. No, you be you. Like you're, you know, you do you, you be you. It's so simple, but it's yeah. not. And and I think that we're constantly looking at everybody. Maybe comparison, and we've probably talked about that before. Looking at other people and either judging what they're doing, how they're giving, you know, how they're serving, how they're worshiping Jesus at His feet, mm-hmm. um, or we're we're ju- judging ourselves, being like, man, I could never, I could never be like that. I could never be like that. And so that that's what I'm getting out of all of this. Um, and I just appreciate the, um, like the extra attention that you're allowing us to go into because I think it's important and I think it's for someone else out there besides me. For sure. Well, so here's a, here's a great question maybe to help process this and, um, think about your own walk in, in your own life, especially for those of you who belong to God and follow Christ. What is it that's making you insecure? Because your insecurity is driving that feeling with everybody else.